weird all night. First you're hearing voices, then you're talking to them, which is never a sound plan. And yes, I heard you. And now your god's nowhere in this hurt yurt. Kip, damn that little troublemaker. If there was ever a place not to go off on your own, it's the Casa de Crepit. Come on, Kip. I got an idea. Figured I could wear you like a backpack and hoof it to that weird inn we saw the other day. You know the one where the creepy old gnome told us to beware, which, in retrospect, Kip, come on. Kip, I swear to the gods, if you don't stop playing hide-and-seek right this minute, I'm gonna take down this chateau, chateau, board by board. Storm? Storm, I'm downstairs. You've got to see this. Kip, why are you in the god's damn basement? I've been calling for you. Sorry, pal. I didn't hear you. But I'm serious. You have to see this. I need your help right now. It is both too early and too late for this. Okay, Kip. Here I come. Walking into the basement of a spook shack. After a night of strange and erratic behavior, I'm sure this won't be at all annoying or a waste of my time. Okay, Kip, here I am. Show me what's so damn it. What in the five hells? The group has gone deep into the old wine woods. It's hard to tell if it's closer to midnight or a new morning. You don't think you'd be able to see the sunrise from the thick canvas of the old trees. But with time, you reach a hunting trail that leads uphill into a clearing. A small, single-story faded wood structure with a few rotted hanging sides of elk off to the side. A lumber pile that's absurdly large, with a blood-soaked axe is buried into a log. One of the windows is broken. A candle flickers inside. The door is open. You have since found a severed forearm, wearing a ring of the king's justice. Well, where's the rest of him? Whew. Probably not doing too good from the look of the arm. I mean, I don't know you can survive losing an arm. Granted. I'll grab the arm. You have it. It takes a minute to force it off of the nail, but... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and investigate the uh, stump and see how it might have been removed. Fourteen. You think it's pretty clear that it was sawed off. Mm. There's a degree of serration present. Um, and while you're pulling it down and studying it, you feel a very sharp sting on the back of your neck like an insect bite. I slap my neck. There's nothing there. No sign of blood. Okay. Chris is going to take a moment and just listen to the forest. What, so what does the forest sound like? On the way here, you could hear coyotes and owls. But while you're in the clearing inside of this cabin, it's deadly silent. It's a little too quiet, don't you think? Can I go in? Might be better we approach it more cautiously. Okay, that's why I asked. But uh, you can rest assured you'll be the first in. Got it. I go to one side and kind of ready myself. You said the blood-soaked axe and stump were outside? Mm-hmm. Um, is the blood fresh still? No, it looks pretty dry. Okay. Everybody ready? Mm. I think so. As will ever be. I nod to Arvid. So Arvid's first in? That's right. 
All right. You enter and it's very poorly lit, save for this little flickering candle against the far wall. You see several animal carcasses hanging along the wall. Like they're in the process of being treated for taxidermy or just getting cut up for butchering. There are elk heads on some of the walls that don't look like they've been preserved very well. There are pieces of boar that are laying out on some tables. And there's a very large table in the center that looks like a workstation. And there's a blood-soaked cloth draped over it over what looks like a pile of more animal pieces. There are feathers and talons sticking out. And in the far corner, there is a simple bed that has a body laying in it. Arvid will walk towards the bed and uh, twiddle fingers a little before pulling back the cloth kind of quickly. Blanket. You see a human that seems unconscious, perhaps dead. Their veins in their neck and forearms seem to be slightly darkened and they have a slightly twisted grimace on their face. Can I try to determine if they are truly dead? Go ahead and roll me a medicine check. As they've moved in, I kind of move in with them. Check the room, Arvid. Check the room. I begin searching and like kind of checking corners and stuff like that. Certainly. So medicine from Arvid. 21, I think. Excellent. Um, you, using some very simple techniques, can determine that there is an extremely weak heartbeat, but they don't seem to respond to the touch at all as though they're fully unconscious. Um, and go ahead and roll me an investigate as you search around the room. Natural 20. Wow. Nice. So you find several more tools hanging. Um, they seem like they've been attempted to be properly arranged, but it doesn't reflect how carelessly the bodies have been cut up of these animals. The blood around the table seems the freshest. It's Some of it's even soaked through the cloth that's that's pulled over it. Artex, you want to tend to the body? Uh, I'll move up, and before uncovering it, I will um, drag a finger through the blood and taste it. Human. It's human blood. And I pull the sheet back. All right. As you pull the sheet back, you see what looks like maybe three quarters of a human corpse. It has been taken apart and put back together in several places. Some limbs, including the head, have been replaced with animal bits. The head and shoulders have been replaced with an elk's head with massive antlers. The forearm looks like possibly a small bear or a badger. They're stitching, connecting it to more corpses on the table and there are strings holding it down. And as soon as you pull back the sheet, um, blood starts to trickle off the side, and you hear the sound of snapping as some of the sinew and strands that are holding it together move, and it lunges towards you. Uh, this guy's alive. And as Harithex leaps backwards, they say, so is this thing. <laughs> All right, let's roll some initiative. That is my third natural one. Ooh, ah. Yikes. Archim is not doing great. He's not paying attention. <laughs> did uh, anyone get over 20? I did. Chris did got get? a 21. All right. Haru? I have a 10. 10 for Haru and Arvid? 11. Perfect. So the creature not only gets you by surprise, but also rolled the best for initiative. So it's going to go first. What? Well, yeah. it rolled a natural 20. Oh, yeah. very nice. It was ready to go. As it leaps at you, you can see that in places it's disconnecting threads that are holding it together from the meat on the table. Um, you can see things starting to unfold and unfurl along its torso and on its arms as though it's dismantling as it strikes out, but it moves at you with incredible strength and tenacity. That is a nasty lad. So it's going to attack you with a multi-attack. So the first one that's coming at you is what looks like mostly human arm, but where there should be a hand, there is in fact a heavy metal hook that should be used to hold up sides of beef. Oh, good. Good. 
good old fashioned meat hook hand. <sighs> a, a Halloween classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a 18. 18 does hit Harthax. Uh, you take exactly 20 points of piercing damage as the hook buries into you. That is exactly 20 points more than I would have preferred to have just taken. <laughs> By, by the by means of rusty bloodied hook yeah. which is just the best and you feel like you're being held in place it might require some strength to separate yourself from this hook unless it pulls it out of you uh, and it follows that by trying to slam down on you with its teeth and it looks like a normal elk mouth but inside there has been stitched some horrible fangs from perhaps a large canine or bear don't i don't like this at all this is so weird yeah so the bite attack is coming at you with a 14 groovy does that hit um, no, actually, 14 misses me. Very oh, nice. Right. So its hook does bury into your torso. And as it snaps out with this horrible, aberrant jaw, uh, you can hear the tendons inside of the jaw snapping as though it's damaging itself horribly and moving every time it strikes you. Well, it's not itself isn't the only thing it's damaging horribly right now. <laughs> uh, next in the initiative line is Chris. You are closest to the door having just come in. Chris is in shock and dismay. And to Harthax, he's going to say, uh, uh, don't die again, uh, and inspire you. There you go. And for Chris's action, he doesn't know what the hell's going on, but he's, he's afraid for Arvid and whatever the person is. So I'm going to hold Dissonant Whisper until after Arvid attacks. Okay, very good. Next in the initiative is Arvid. Arvid, hearing this from Harthax, turns around and sees the horrible beast, and he, uh, goes into a rage and we'll do a full attack both miss uh what's your totals this is important 12 and 11 okay it was worth asking because that's close but they do in fact miss uh and after that chris is going to release the distant whisper which i think is a wisdom save let me double check it is indeed awesome and that'll just be at first level okay we are looking at a wisdom save of 18 Ah, oh, that beats me. Yikes. All right, you still get to deal 3d6, and he takes half of that. Okay. Uh, that's a 10. Noted. All right, next in the initiative is Harithex. First of all, ow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I think Harithex is going to... Um, has this thing, like, lifted me off the ground? It's pinning you to your spot with its okay. hook. A great okay. weight is upon you. I don't know that that's really better. This thing... Does it seem undead or? Um, you have studied just enough magic to tell that there's probably a difference between undead and construct. Okay. This thing seems like a kind of more. Gorm. Okay. All right. But it's like falling apart as it attacks me. Correct. Harthax is going to um, sort of try and reverse this thing's grab and just plunge my tendril arm into this thing's body as my tendrils just flare out and basically mm. try and unknit it from the inside and i'm going to use uh the primal savagery cantrip cool i like that very much uh so i need to make a melee touch spell attack are you using the bard dice i will use the inspiration if i roll shit okay i roll shit 14 14 hits exactly and as the attack goes off the crystal shatters and emits this weird eerie noise that is actually thunder damage for two who's playing theremin (laughs) <laughs> and I damage its internal components with 10 points of acid damage. Plus two from Chris's inspiration. Plus that. So the tendrils easily sink in through some of the openings in the stitching, and you can feel your hand starting to like worm its way into these rotten decomposing entrails, and sawdust starts to pour out from the wound. Uh, and that's going to be Harthax's turn. 
Very good. Next up, we have Artyom. Artyom's going to quick draw his hand crossbow and just fire that bad boy right at that. Well, bad boy, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst boy. Bad boy on worst boy. It is a 10 plus 8, 18. That definitely hits. Marvelous. Let's go ahead and roll that sweet, sweet bean footage. That makes it a total of six damage on there. And then as the uh, bolt sprouts out the back of it, uh, it bursts into a chakram floating behind him. Ah, the old spiritual weapon. I'm going to use that bad spiritual weapon. Why is everything bad today? Why do I have to say everything's a bad boy? <laughs> it's a horror game. It's a horror game. <laughs> it's a horror theme game. You may make your bonus action attack. Excellent. I'm going to cast that good boy at level five. So it actually does 3d8 damage. So let's see how well it hits. That is a 19 on the die. Ooh. It's going to hit. Beautiful. 3d8s. Not awesome rolls, but it's a 10 on that. And I don't believe it adds my wisdom modifier, does it? It do. It do. Marvelous. Well, then that adds another four on top of it. So 14 total. That's the one. All right. As it gets cut with this radiant energy, it seems to let out a scream. You're not sure where the scream is coming from. It sounds like from inside of the torso. It's not a fan. And it will retaliate viciously. With its hooked hand, it's going to lift Harithax off the ground and slam them into Arvid. No, I'm the eater. Uh, so that against Arvid is a 13. Less of a yeet and more of like a spleet. Oh, <laughs> ew, too descriptive. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mm-hmm. hit though. All right. Um, so you just kind of slam into each other as the hook carries through and tears out of your body. The wound is bleeding, but you take no additional damage. As it as it swings me past and, and Arvid just dodges, I'm like, oh, come on, Arvid, join us. Grim. <laughs> <laughs> mm, and then it's going to use its last action to do a brutal lashing, which attacks once at each adjacent target. Not I, said the cleric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did it by chance throw me far enough away that I'm no longer adjacent? <laughs> Not quite. You two are now right in front of it. So we're coming at Arvid with a 22 and Harithax with a 17. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so you both get slammed as this bear claw and the hooked hand just start whipping around in a dervish and threads are coming off. Organs are falling out of the body. One of the legs is now loose. It seems to just be tearing itself to pieces in the effort to destroy you. So you're going to take 19 damage and you're going to take 10 damage because you're raging. Ah, yes, of course. And there's a wet slapping as pieces of meat start to fall to the floor and the high-pitched tweaking of thread splitting next up is christ christ says to the audience looks like i need to save the day again uh, with that he's going to inspire himself mm-hmm. he's going to use his movement to get close to harothax and make sure that uh, arvid won't get hit when he thunder steps away with him okay so you move up and you have to kind of be on the other side of the beast to make sure you don't hit arvid but you're kind of reaching through some of these threads and limbs to get a grip on your dragonborn ally all righty and when this note gets released, it's going to be a, a sweet victory note. Mm. Oh, uh, so you're looking at 21. Uh, reroll that. Okay, uh, that's only for attacks. Unlock. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Uh, that is still 3d10 plus my uh, blah blah blah. Which one's a d10? Plus your blah blah blah. Plus mm-hmm. my blah blah blah. Uh, eight seven three eighteen plus six. Let's do, uh, so that's 24 on the die, and I believe I still have the Ring of Binding that I can use. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, use that bad boy to its fullest potential. Hey, don't take my word. <laughs> I'm the bad boy. Ba- I'm the bad boy boy. Um, so we're both going to take 16 damage. 
Whee! So that's 40 damage total. That's a lot for you. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did a lot. So your hands like pass through parts of its body as you grip Harithax and you both vanish. And as you do, Arvid, there's just this explosion of sinew and string. There are feathers lifting into the air, chunks of meat and hair hitting the ground as a large portion of this thing is just exploded away. The two of you are now clearly on the far side of the room. The lightheartedness of the feathers exploding like it's a pillow fight mixed with the the grimness of the viscera is a very, like... Interesting juxtaposition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is like the swamp creature in that garbage world. <laughs> oh, your brothers? Ah, rude! Arvid, hold them off, and on my cue, give them everything you've got. I'm suggesting that you uh, hold your action to attack, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit it with a guiding bolt, which will give you advantage on the attack. You got it, Captain. But we'll give him a quick headbutt for good measure. Sounds good. That's a bonus action. Oh, snap. That's a crit on my little headbutt. Oh, yeah. Nice. All right. Very Don't decent. even need the guiding bolt advantage. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's 2d6 instead of 1d6. 12. All right. With your headbutt, you cave in a large portion of this elk's upper jaw and forehead, leaving a massive gap. That brings us to Harithax. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm in the opposite corner of the room now. Yes. Can I draw a line on this thing where I could spit acid without aciding party members? You have movement, so yes. All right. I'm going to relocate myself in the room. Mm -hmm. And as this thing's falling apart, I'm just going to encourage its meat to finish dissolving. And I'm going to spew forth a line of acid. Wonderful. Uh, go ahead and have it make me a dex save. Uh, natural 20. Well... Oh. <laughs> That's one Dexy uh, noodle worm. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, I think it still takes half, though, doesn't it? Yes, very much so. All right. Well, it passes my DC 12 dexterity save, but it still gets some damage. All acid one. damage is good acid damage. This one's very dexterous, like, Hunk pile of, of like, yeah. it, it's, it's basically just, just huntsman's leavings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, apparently wise and constitutiony. Uh, 13 halved to six. All right, noted. And it's not so much that it dodges so much out of the way as pieces of it fall apart where you were aiming. <laughs> oh. Nasty. And that brings us to Artyom Volkov. I'm not going to mince words here. Instead, I'm going to mince some meat. Nice. I'm going to go ahead and step back a little farther. All right, so with my chakram hovering behind it, it's just going to kind of come down in an arc. That is an 18 plus a bunch. Hits. Cool. And that does its 3d8. This poor creature. Poor, awful beast. That is 17 on the die plus another four. So that's 21. Got it. And then I'm going to have that chakram rise up and then like a Death Star, it fires down a beam of guiding bolt on this thing. Mm. Mm, I like that. That is seven plus eight. So is that a do one of 15? Yes. Cool. All right. So that is another 4d6, if I remember correctly. That is accurate. And that's radiant. All radiant, yes. 13 on the guiding bolt. Fantastic. So these beams of radiant energy and this blade start carving away at it, and it seems like most of the animal pieces are starting to fall away. And what remains is the torso, legs, and some of the arms of this tall, broad human figure. It's kind of wavering on its feet, trying desperately to attack someone with its hook. But before it can, Arvid gets a free swing. This is with the radiant side of parody. Okay. Ah, 20 to hit. That hits. Mm. Okay, so that's uh, one point of radiant and mm -hmm. eight points of just plain old slasher 
damage. <laughs> Which is just enough. Your axe impacts the chest of this partial human and sawdust and strands explode out in every direction. You just fell him like a tree. <laughs> and he hits the ground with another wet slap. Huh, I did not think I was swinging at a man. You weren't. There's one marking on the body that seems obvious to all of you now that the facade of all of these animal parts have kind of fallen away. And it's a tattoo over his heart that shows the ivory crown. Ow! You okay? I've been better. But I'm not dying anytime soon. How much damage have you taken? Like 40? How much damage have you taken? 16. I'm going to go ahead and do a prayer of healing. Sounds good. And I believe that's how much... I believe it's, it's 2d8 plus your casting, and you can do it at higher level if you want. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. Uh, I'm actually going to heal people. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. That's 13 points of healing for you good, fine people. Harthax will spit in their wound and be like, I'll keep this from getting infected. Mm -hmm. Spit acid in there and kill germs. Excellent. Oh. The cabin remains grimly silent. Where's Morty? Where is Morty? Probably wandered off. He's in the forest. It's, it's a wonderland for him. We gotta go find him. We really don't. We really I, do. I'm responsible for him. He's, He's a gigantic my... mastiff. He can take care of himself. This is literally his his entire uh, ecosystem. This is where he belongs. He uh, can uh, handle himself. Sorry, Artyom, but there was a giant man with many swords who could not take care of himself. I don't think Morty can. This giant man with swords doesn't run at the speed that Morty does. Dogs are smart. He is smart. He can handle himself. We have a job to do. He is not a part of the team. If we go out there, we don't know what's waiting. For all we know, there could be dozens of these things that he can outrun that we cannot. Okay. Well, this guy's alive. I guess we should help him. Duh. Artex, got the help? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll stay behind you. <laughs> I cast guidance on Artyom. <laughs> fair, fair trauma response. Is that advantage? Yes, exactly. Uh, guidance adds a D4. And a D4. You're, so you're aiding him and he has guidance. Yeah, both. So. Gotcha. Good thing, because I got a one-on-one -on -one and a 12 on the other. Uh, you said plus a D4? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. That's a three, so that's 15 plus my eight. All right. So you can tell that this person self-administered a very dangerous poison. They have a very small amount of life left in them, but their insides seem to be decaying and kind of melting away. Um, while applying... The practices to figure out where the entry point was uh you do hear an intake of air and this figure looks up to you with these bloodshot eyes with yellow pupils and says i was i was just a novice a child a matchstick compared to the bonfire of my master my teacher the speaker of truth and science i wanted to impress him but his truth is much greater than mine Never trust the priest. And I get up and I, I straighten up my holy symbol and I say, let's go and look for Morty on the way. So Arvid, I'm going to have you make a quick survival check on your way back to see signs of Morty. That's a 23. All right. As you're making your way back, you can see through the forest and in parts of town, it looks like you see Morty, uh, his paw prints leading places. And the closer you get to the temple, you see more of them. There's a pretty good chance he might be inside somewhere. So the group quickly makes its way back through the old wine forest. You're more familiar with the path now, having traveled it once. You return to the Oathsgate Temple. Both the gate and the door are wide open. And when you enter, the room in the back is open as well, but there's no one present. But the temple, between the pews, underneath the red carpet that laced the floor, 
It has been moved to the side, and there is a staircase descending downward, perfectly seamless with the stone. Artex, if we're dealing with an alchemist or somebody who has knowledge of poisons, I need you to take a look at something for me. I felt a strong sting on the back of my neck. I just figured there was something like a bug, but maybe it's something more. I, I felt one on my arm. The? Yes, in the, in the uh, general's house. Okay, from now on, we feel weird things we say it, the? It seems reasonable. Let me see your neck. There's no sign of a wound at all. I see no signs of a wound. Nothing? What, what about me? Chris is clean. And even thinking about it, looking for them, you start to feel like little stinging pieces in your own flesh. Things that you feel for and there's no presence of a wound. We've been feeling exhausted since we got here, da? Yes. I think there might be something wrong. Be alert. Be ready. For all we know, it could be anything hallucinogenic. Don't trust anything you see necessarily. Maybe don't follow my orders for now. I think we're going to descend the stairs. All right. I think before we do, I'm going to drink one of my Domain Farms potions. Perfect. I've still taken some damage, and I've got a few to spare. All right. 2d8 plus what? Five. Four, nine plus five is 14. Okay. Cool. Everybody huddle up. We are in the place of darkness. The sun is not here to bless us, but I am. Do your best. Stay focused. Don't let anybody isolate us. Stay together. And as I do, the moth on my neck slowly starts to glow, and then everybody has blessing. Uh, and after that, Chris is going to allow his skin to shine and glow and do a shard hide, mm -hmm. and also add the sheen, diamond sheen with the stone skin, just ready for anything. Excellent. You make your way down the steps of the secret passage in the temple. The smell of chemicals and smoke fills your lungs. With every step, your body seems to weaken. You can't help but feel like you've been here before. The chamber that is revealed catches the air in your throat. A square chamber built around a hole in the floor. Something dark that screams of bottomlessness. Tubes of liquid run through sagging rubber hoses converging over the top of the pit. The other ends attach to bodies in various states of deconstruction mounted on the walls. A few adult human men, bodies broken and skin flayed outward like wings. A child hanging like a chandelier of twisted limbs. A young man in three pieces forming a circle. But the centerpiece is four bodies, all perfectly intact. Sickly, perhaps. Emaciated. Drained by the hoses running from their bodies, taking fluid and adding another. They can't have been here for long. There's a human man, with sparkling gems emerging from his torso. Largest and brightest over the heart. There is a wiry dark elf with markings on his forearms. A fearbolg, shaggy and covered with battle scars, with two horns growing from his head, and a dragonborn, with scales as dark as shadow. You understand now what your truth is, and where you have been. You felt like you've seen this all before, because you have, the first time you entered this room and failed. What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Why is it pitch black in here? What are you doing alone in the dark anyway? Halflings don't have dark sight. But wait, I do. Why can't I see? <coughs> Smoke. I told you I needed your help, Storm. I was using a candle to look around and suddenly the shelf was on fire. Uh, over here, over here. 
Kip, I've been in a lot of annoying and dumb situations before, but this one's vying for the cake. Make some noise or something. <coughs> then we're gonna have a long, hard talk about all this weird shit you're pulling. This one, uh, right over here. That's right. God damn it, a bear trap. What the shit, Kip? I'm sorry, Storm. This is just how it has to be. Kip, this is idiotic. <coughs> I'm giving the hard time out to bigger, meaner things than you with a hell of a lot worse than a bear trap on my leg. Now come here, switch. <coughs> Can't see where the damn. Oh, you're not close enough to the ground, Storm. The smoke's blinding you. Right. The fire sale jingle. Stop. <coughs> Drop. Non-stop shop. Take a knee, Thunderton. Damn it, Kip. I know you're in here. I can smell your <coughs> pomade over the burning lumber. We have to get the hell out of this place. Smoke inhalation's no joke. <coughs> I'm sorry, Storm. Seriously, <coughs> you're choking me with a necktie. I didn't want it to be this way. Keep your cross the line here. Get off my back. <coughs> Damn these thick shoulders. Gives a new meaning to the word traps. Look at the singers. Even when can't breathe, losing blood, you're gonna regret this, Gilligan. I know, pal. I know. Mommy, what are you doing? Doing a blood ritual, sweetie. Can I do a blood ritual, too? No, dear. You're far too young for blood rituals. Aw, oh, man. I never get to do any dark ceremonies. Has this ever happened to you? Are you committed to the mysterious powers of the beyond but unable to share it with your children? Well, not anymore. Now there's Kitterjees. Fun educational rituals that are safe for kids and guaranteed to bond you with your offspring and bond them with your all-powerful patron. Kittergy's comes with all the refillable tools you need to execute mystical learning projects like Goldfish Familiar Summoning, the all-knowing gift of homework completion, Snack Manifestation, Aura of Playtime Silence, you're welcome, Mom, and Bully Banishment. Start your kids early because practice makes perfect. Rituals for you and your young wards. It's Kittergy's. They're packed with fun. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hello, my L.U. cuties. <laughs> 
Welcome back to the creepy conclusion of the Halloween special. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. As a heads up, Wes Scott Co. edited this episode and has been editing a few of our episodes now, and we could not be more appreciative. He's doing a great job, and we really appreciate the work. If there are any issues or problems with the edits, just let us know in the Discord or tweet at us at our brand new official Twitter handle, at LuckCast. That's at L-U-Q-Cast on Twitter. With everything that's going on, I cannot express how valuable your contributions to Slapdash are. You are helping us to enrich every aspect of this company, and we could not be more thankful. If you like what we do, and you want to see us do more of it, please let us know by joining our Patreon. Whether it's $1 or 100 whether it's every month or a yearly subscription, it matters more than you know, and it moves me and Law one step closer to making this our full-time job, which really is the dream. That being said, I want to take a moment and thank our legendary teams. The Cultured Cutthroats, the Iron Rhapsody, the Tavern Brawlers, the Moonlight Veil, the Oath Sworn, and this week's featured team, the Ancestors Fury, with Timothy Andrew Southern, Andrew42, Izzy, and Darsmail. And before you guys ask, yes, I'm hydrating. That's a little inside joke from our Twitch streams. Speaking of, check out our streams Monday through Thursday at 6pm PST for all sorts of fun. Monday and Wednesday are Law and My Solo Variety stream, and Tuesday and Thursday are our Pokemon Nuzlocks. So come give us a follow and a watch. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the action. A prayer to Garlemald, the god of the dead. There is a journey we must all make without the flame of life to guide us. When our light goes out, a new road is revealed, unknowable to the living. Many gods build pillars of faith in many worlds, and those who sing their songs and seek to become one with them must first brave the path of shadows to the afterlife. Your gift is not a final home, nor a reward for deeds both good and evil. The dead are blind to these illusions. They are a burden left for the living. The wicked shall face their trial, and the benevolent will see the face of their chosen. But the road is long, and the path is dark, and it is you that shall guide us, from where we lay down one last time, to where we shall stand eternally. I pray to be there with you, guiding the lost, connecting those threads, and seeing all realms of the beyond as an unflinching warden. I have no destination but to follow in your wake, for roads known and those forgotten. The vision has ended. You're latched with wires and cords, hung from the stone wall of a chamber. Tubes fill you with chemicals and take your blood, weakening you, making you barely conscious. You feel sickly and half-dead. The places you are bound have rubbed raw, and there is a figure, adjusting the hoses near the pit. Father Josiah Brenlin, as gray smoke, is pouring out from the darkness in a column. He acts like he is stoking a flame feeding whatever his science is stealing into the void. You know, Josiah, I think I'm going to have to have a rain check on that jet. The lounge has certain um, expectations of its clientele. There's something wrong with this town. Something set in motion generations long ago by the founder. A keyhole to peer through, to learn the truths of madness. I had to follow his steps. Recreate the science to find the keyhole. But I'll not rest with just a tiny port with through to spy. The only truth must be found by opening the door and welcoming our guest with open arms. Do you see? 
This has already happened. I wanted you to look more closely. The clues along the way. These people, they came to me begging to be relieved of the weight of their sins, seeking a salvation I couldn't offer. It drove them mad. But now I know the truth. They needed a purpose. They needed to be transformed. And for now, while I cannot unburden them of their sins, I can free them from the pains of their guilt. This has all been a vision. You're reliving the recent past. It will either open your eyes to the truth or rob you of the strength to fight back. I must bid you farewell. Much to do. And he steps into the column of smoke. I need each of you to roll me two hit dice and add your constitution modifier to them. Okay. Just like initiative, hang on to these numbers till I call. Three. Ooh, nice. So, going around, what did you roll, Sam? With the constitution modifier, uh, my total for both was 19. Mine was 15, but does my bond of continuance affect that at all or not? If it affects hit dice, yes. It, it affects how many hit points I gain when I level up. So just two. So add an extra two? Mm -hmm. 17 then. Okay. 17. 12 for Artyom. So that's how many hit points each of you has right now. Motherfucker. You have lost access to all of your class abilities and spells, save for cantrips. What we're going to do is begin a skill challenge because you see something before you, a shape, a shadow that imitates the silhouette of Father Brenlin, but it's connected to the tubes that are coming out of the bodies in the walls as though they're giving it life and fueling it. And instead of walking on its feet, it seems to be crawling on all fours out of the smoke, breathing in the air, sucking down the gray mist that pours out of the bottomless pit. The goal of the skill challenge is to free yourselves and escape this horrible place. We're just going to keep the initiative we had earlier because it'll save some time. So the first to respond is Chris Grant. Like a crazed wild animal, Chris is just going to yell out a guttural, thunderous scream, and that'll be his thunderclap. Okay. And are you trying to use it to, like, break the stuff that's attaching you? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So go me and give me an arcana check. You got it. 23. 23. So as you let out this thunderous energy, some of the stones that are holding you in place begin to crack. And it's not so much that you break free as the structural integrity gives way and you fall to the ground. There are still some tight cords stuck into your body that are almost holding you up, but you're now separated from your bonds. And this creature seems to be clawing closer to you. And as it does, you see visions of a young girl holding a kitten down with all of her strength, looking confused into its eyes, unsure of her actions. Next up is Arvid. Arvid's first response is, of course, going to just be to try to break them. Not, not too much thought put into there, so he's going to use all his strength on an athletics check. Mm-hmm. That's a total of 11. All right. Arvid, you are struggling to break free. You managed to free one of your hands, but your body's still suspended off the ground. Next up is Harthax. Harthax is bound to the wall, and in their weakness, their nictitating membranes have opened, and that sort of shadowy void is just, like, pouring from their eyes, and you can see shadow pouring off their body as well as, like, dripping acid from their wounds. And can I try and use my body's natural acidity to, like, weaken the bonds and, like, make a constitution check to break out? I could see that being a thing. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm going to roll constitution to try and escape. Sure. You're also allowing your, your body to just emit extra acid. This yeah. might have a lasting effect. Okay. Do you love those, uh, <laughs> those, those concerning this, this may affect you in the future. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> 
We don't know what our DC is yet, right? Nope. All right. I'm going to roll it. That doesn't look like a good face. No, that's a four. So six total. Six mm. total. Got uh, can I check. use my LUQ bracelet inspiration? Has that gone too? No, it's gone. You have it. It's a new quest. All right, I'm going to re-roll this. Okay. I don't want a four on this die. All right. Uh, Hearthax is going to channel that that energy of the crowd and knowing there are people watching or assuming that people are watching this lost quest and try and and pull it out for the for the crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I roll a two. making my total four you reach out for the the crowd inspiration and something isn't there there's no one watching you right now that's my turn yikes (laughs) you're you're emitting acid from your mouth trying to just regurgitate it onto these straps and tubes that are stuck into you and as you lock eyes with this creature you see a man rubbing his hands together shaking reaching onto a shelf and pulling a metal down and tucking it into his coat Next up is Artyom Volkov. So all of our tubes are going into this thing that's crawling towards they're us. They're kind of converging into the smoke, and then they're coming out of the smoke into it. Drink as much as you want. I don't think you're going to like the way it tastes. I'm going to let the radiance of the sun from the tattoos on my hands slowly seep into my blood and suffuse my wholeness with radiant energy and suffuse the whole of me with radiant energy. I like it, yeah. How do you feel about a spell casting on that one? That sounds fine. You're definitely using wisdom. 18 plus 8. That is a success. It seems like little beams of light start to lace their way through some of the hoses coming out of Artyom. And as they kind of melt their way through, some of them break free. And traveling along the ceiling, you can see them starting to ignite and create sparks in some of the other hoses, realizing that some of them are full of combustible fluid. And the ceiling slowly begins to smolder as some of the tubes are now on fire. (laughs) Nice. I was hoping to poison him, but that's way better. <laughs> Next up is Chris. Chris is going to take this opportunity to call upon something. Uh, and the first thing that comes to mind is the song of order and using that to dispel this horrid energy. Okay. Uh, let's see a performance check. You got it, chief. Uh, re-rolling because that was a two on the die. It's your last luck. Uh, that is a total of 19. 19 is enough. So you call forth the song of the spheres that you learned in a far plane. And this thing seems to just be consuming horrible visions and dreams from all of these bodies. The essence is being pulled from them, including yourselves. And something about your song seems to cut off its feed. And it eyes you, scraping its fingernails into the ground, causing them to bleed and letting out a shrieking sound. And you just get visions of a young boy sitting by a window, staring across the street at these two girls working in the yard, nervously chewing on a maggot as it writhes in his mouth. Poor Alante. Oh, that literally gave me chills in the worst way. <laughs> that brings us to Arvid. You are still hanging, but you feel a little bit of strength returning. Okay, Arvid's going to attempt to use his horn as a like something hard for leverage to try to break the strap that's remaining on his other arm. Absolutely, yeah. Just give me a straight attack roll. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm going to be able to use my, my skull to like break open shit. That's a one. Ooh. Oh, no. That's the return of the ones. <laughs> uh, you also have an LUQ inspiration if you wish to use it. Uh, yeah, I could try to use my inspiration from the crowd. Sure. Um, so Arvid will, you know, he thinks of his fans back home and he says under his breath, I need this. <laughs> 13. All right. You struggle with all of your strength 
You manage to break yourself free, but you hit the ground, weak, losing a lot of blood from the hoses being pulled from you. And as you're trying to force yourself back up onto your hands, instead of gripping the floor, you're instead gripping the neck of your lovely young wife as your daughters stare in fear from the corner. You yell to them that they're next. Yikes. Harthax. Harthax is up there and sees this this bottomless pit with the smoke and Harthax is going to sort of deliriously call out Master this pit it may reach your prison help me break out of mine and can I make a spell cast and use my casting yes absolutely that's only a 13 for me as well okay this die is going in dice jail. <laughs> now keep in mind, I'm not tallying necessarily successes versus failures. I'm writing down your totals here. Okay. I don't know if that's better or worse. You see some white vines begin to grow out of the pit. And as they reach towards this entity, it turns and shrieks at them and they slowly recoil. Something about this place is keeping external entities at bay. At this point, the ceiling is starting to fully ignite and fire is burning everywhere. Several of the hoses that were stuck in Artium are now broken free from the corrosive energy of your radiant light. But that brings us to Artium. I'm going to go ahead and use insight to try and piece together what exactly this situation is and give them instruction. I'm not trying to get out. I'm not trying to pull free. I'm taking my time and letting my faith kind of guide me. Okay. 10 i'm gonna use a luck i'm gonna re-inspiration on that one absolutely that's better let's call that a 24 a 24 all right you're analyzing this creature that was summoned from all of these strange essences stolen from these people and you can tell that this thing is feeding on their guilt it's feeding on the sin that they felt was in their soul it's doing the same with all of you It lets you see these horrible things again so that you would have that inside of you to bring to it. And you can tell that as the cords begin to break and the light, for example, from your radiance, the more you fight, you feel like that's going to in turn begin to destroy at least the construction that's keeping it alive. You look to the eyes of your allies and you can see that they have visions playing in their minds, things that are causing them turmoil. And you're not sure if it's a life of questionable deeds and guilt or the faith of your God channeling through your body into your hands, in your blood, but something seems to be keeping the guilt muted to you. At this point, the room begins to ignite. The bodies on the wall are now on fire. The hoses connecting to your skin are starting to burn as the liquid begins to boil inside of them. At this point, you've all fallen away from the wall. There's still a great degree of weakness, less hoses stuck to you, but you're no longer trapped. Chris, you're up next. Chris is feeling so many emotions and he's crying from these visions, horrid visions. He's going to continue the song and stare the shadow in the face and he's going to further infuse it with magic. So I'd like to do an arcana, please. Yeah, sure. You're going to bolster your performance spell. (sighs) Natural 20. Woo! Nice. Awesome. We needed that. So that is a 30. Hell yes. 30 okay that's a lot that's a big boy so the song that you're hearing suddenly brings a lot of clarity into your minds and you feel this energy radiating out from both the magic and from artium himself 
something about the light he's emitting fusing with Christ's music. And you can tell that these are nightmares that are being put into your head, something that it's feeding on. And you are each bolstered. The fear is cast from your mind. You feel a strength, but the need to flee is still there. I would like each of you to tell me what you do to get out of here. We're not in the skill challenge anymore. Just describe your escape. Arvid pulls himself off the ground and kind of shakes off the the weariness that was flooding into him and looks around and checks on Harthax and Christ. Uh, And seeing that they're both not doing too well, grabs a hold of Haru by their good arm and tries to pull them towards the stairwell that they came down through. As you do, the creature tries to lash out at your ankles, but you leap with the last of your strength and clear the pit and make it to the door. And as you two are now near the door, you see what is on the other side of the smoke. There was a satchel, which what looks like has most of your gear tucked inside of it, just near the base of the stairs. Haru, you are being dragged. What would you like to do? Um, Harthax is kind of out of it. I, I failed all of those skill checks, and I think I think Harthax is weak and confused. And, and his pH is way off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my my pH is is way off. I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to drink some of that weird like alkaline water stuff just to 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 neutralize. Harthax is just muttering um what sounds kind of like nonsense to to Arvid as Arvid is dragging them off and just the dark, the pit. Master, why? That's all Harthax is getting dragged off. I'm not afraid of you or anything else. If you wanted a nightmare, you got it. And with that, he's going to release a giant fuck you thunderclap to aid this thing coming down and trapping him. Absolutely. Walks off. You destroy more of the hoses, especially the ones attached to the creature proper, and it starts to catch on fire as the combustible liquids ignite its body. I slowly stand up. The fires don't seem to catch on my clothes or on my body, and I walk slowly towards the entity as it lashes out on fire. I kneel down and I kiss it on its forehead and say, I forgive you. And I slowly walk through the flames, grabbing the bag on the way. As the group, fear fading, but physical tension still present, makes their way quickly up the stairs. You hear the sound of wood smashing, something thrashing beyond a door. And as you make it into the temple, you can see the back door where the priest lived, breaks open. You see Morty break down the door. He seems like he too has been siphoned of some of his strength. There are cuts on his body but he joins the group panting weakly and stays close at Arvid's heels. And the four of you leave the temple. And the temple burned into the night till the black smoke blotted out the golden summer moon. A lone ancient entity of sin and nightmares, struggling with the weight of its own forgiveness. The mortal dawn had found the missing citizens all confused souls with dark secrets who looked for salvation in their own dreams without fearing the nightmares they would exile. Their bodies are now at rest, burned to ash and buried under the cold earth. Once the temple fell, the conflicts of science versus faith faded. The dark shadow in the corners of the citizens' eyes began to retreat. As the fear faded, so did the unity of the moonlight songs. 
Everyone agreed it was best to let the bodies remain at rest, under the cold, lifeless stones. It didn't take long for the village to dissolve, families uprooting to start new lives far away, nervously leaving their past behind them. A doorway to dream still pulses beneath the skin like a fading heartbeat. All that remains now above are the husks of empty buildings, no longer fit to be called homes, cast in the shadows of the fallen church. Storm? Storm, wake up! Uh, are you okay? <laughs> well, I kill you again. Whoa! Easy, pal. Do you know where you are? You've been unconscious. What? Why are we in the kitchen? How'd you even get me up the steps? Storm, what are you talking about? Our ride is here. I came to find you. You what? With the smoke. The necktie garrote. The creepy book. Storm, you went off to find some food and were gone for a long time. I came to find you passed out by the trash can with your mouth full of garbage mushrooms. You've been out cold for a few hours. But I finally got back in touch with the League. Uh, they're waiting for us outside. Mushrooms? Oh. Wait, so this wasn't a hackneyed horror premise after all? Just a fungus fugue? <clears throat> How many of those things did I eat? Why are they so... delicious? Sounds like you had some pretty wild dreams. Oh, sorry I spooked you, buddy. It was pretty creepy waiting for you to wake up, but I'm glad you're okay now. Let's get you up and out to the transport. Up we go. <sighs> oh, man. I haven't slept like that since I won that wine drinking contest. That was weird. I dreamed you lit the basement on fire and shook me out, and then cut me up with a knife. <laughs> me? <laughs> I don't think I could do that if there were ten of me. Oh, that's a heck of a dream there, pal. Uh, are you okay? Uh, oh, yeah. My leg's killing me. Must have tweaked it when I went down from the giggle caps. I'll walk it off. Come on, let's ditch this spook palace. You think they'll let us get some ride-through at the Mutton King? I'd murder you in the basement for some value menu. I'm sure they will, pal. I'm sure they will. Gotta dig that priestly absolution, huh? I I like the I like the kiss of forgiveness. I'm finally acting like a holy man. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> I like that addition. Thank you. Thank you. Uh yeah, depressing shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting to battle our demons. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Battle somebody else's demons. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that'd um, be a difficult one to navigate roleplay wise, but I was hoping you guys would be inspired with taking it, you know, off grid, go in your own direction, whatever. Totally. Honestly, and I really love like Artyom's forgiveness with Chris. Like, I don't forgive at all. Totally. That was a good scene for both of you. Well, it just, it just it tracks so well for me. The idea that all of you are still struggling with like, you know, your own personal sense of guilt. Even if you, even if you've resolved it, you're still like, oh no, this is still there. I still mm. feel shitty. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh no, I have nothing but guilt. That's mm. my whole life. That is everything <laughs> to me. Unfaced. <laughs> you guys feel shitty. I am shitty. <laughs> you simply adopted the shitty. Yeah. I was born in it. Born in it. <laughs> I was about to do the same thing. <laughs> Born in the shit. Uh, we ready to go? Yeah. yeah. Um. I I have this paper. So I thought uh, it was a law. <laughs> well, it was by me here. <laughs> okay. I don't think I need it. 
Uh, thank you for joining us for the two-part Halloween special of yeah. League of Ultimate Questing. Yeah. <laughs> Again, these are kind of a fun side story, the Forgotten Quests. Who knows if there'll be more down the road. Uh, but episodes of LUQ, as you probably know, go live every Monday without fail thus far for some reason. I don't know why. Every, every fucking, fucking Monday. Monday. Every Woo! Monday. Uh, you can check out all the information you need to learn more about the show at the LUQ.com. We've got links to social media. While you're there, please check out our Patreon. We've got some really great rewards, including the ability to get into the private channels of our Discord server where we post bloopers. Uh, even if that doesn't sound cool, you can still join the Discord and chat with the LUQDs. They're awesome. They're very active. They do movie nights and play games together, and we just chat all the time. Um, a wonderful fan base. Thank you to all of you. Um, let's go around the table real quick and say hello to the people who made this happen. I'm Sam Frost. I'm playing Arvidulfmund, the uh, Furbolg Drewbarb. And I'm Michael Loving. I play Harthax, the Dragonborn Warlock. Hi, I'm Alante. I play Chris Grand, the Unforgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach Marcus. I play uh, Artem Volkov, the Cleric of Sunlight and Suffering. I'm also the technical director, producer, and partial editor of Slapdash Studios. And my name is Law. I'm the Dungeon Master and the Creative Director of Slapdash Studios. Um, so again, you've got the links to all of our social media there on the LUQ.com. Please, please spread the word. If you're a listener and you want more people to enjoy the show that we make, that's the best way we can grow is by you telling your friends, your neighbors, your enemies, your allies, whatever. Um, it really shows in the numbers and that way we can hang out with you online and become friends. Yeah. And while we continue growing and questing together, we can turn into a more beautiful butterfly of what we currently are. Yeah. But until next time... We wish you spooky luck! <laughs> <laughs>